Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> everyone to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Professional Wrestling Podcast. But today, we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from August the 26th, 1989. Remember, August the 19th, 1989 is not available. This is, uh, first off, uh, Merry Christmas if you celebrate it, um, and Happy New Year, because this will drop the day before, or on New Year's Eve, I shouldn't even say the day before. This will drop on New Year's Eve, so if you're listening to this, uh, Happy New Year, hope you have a wonderful one. Also, as a reminder out there, uh, not even a reminder, just a quick announcement before I throw it to Doc and ask how he's doing. So we're recording this a week before Christmas. So you're hearing this two weeks after this was recorded. And I say that to say, if we've gotten any new patrons since then, any new five-star reviews this since then, that'll be covered on the first show in January of next year, January 7th of 2021. For now, I am sitting here with... Doc and not hard body Harper, who actually he says just he's, texted he, no, me. Yeah, he says he's on. So I'll tell you how I'm doing while you dial the superstar in. He was. Why don't off, you say how long, how late he is right now? Oh, we were. We said eight o'clock. This is a.m. Um, so I'm drinking coffee instead of beer. Eight a.m. It is now eight sixteen. Here we go. Sixteen minutes. Shit. Now this Harper is Harper is applying for a patent. Um, he was said he was taking a shit, and this is his home covid test so that if he can smell his shit then he's testing negative all right i think we uh, i think we're doing uh, that sounds like a man who just took a shit <laughs> there you go there you go all right so harper uh. it's been a week it's been a week for these people but it's been two days a little bit less than two days since we last spoke can you update the people on your ongoing battle with rona like, that stuff's fine now. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, so the, it's over with. So has this all been a, a fake? Is this no. fake news? Uh-uh. So you're you're here to say, believe the, believe the media, wear your mask. Wear your mask. Man. You wish you had listened, and now you're, you're sorry, and, and you... <laughs> <but> you know. <laughs> say your prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did your life flash before you at any time during this, this ba- prolonged battle with this pandemic? Terrible. No. Okay. The only time uh, my life passed before me was when the Xbox controller died. Oh, that's tragic. I'm sorry and, to hear that. And I had to charge a fucking battery. 
You had to sit there and figure out something else to do while you wait for that. Yeah. God, that sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, dog. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, earlier you wished everybody a Merry Christmas. We don't say that here. We try to celebrate the entire world. Yeah, straight <laughs> up, <laughs> asshole. So we're going to have to engage in our war on Christmas. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> happy holidays to everyone out there. Um, uh, today he's, today he's Mr. Inclusivity. I, I just want to make everybody feel welcome. <laughs> yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Whatever uh, else you got. Groundhog Day. Yeah. 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 Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Daylight Saving Time's Day. And I'm ready for that to come back. I hate getting dark early. Yeah, no, it sucks. It sucks. It, it, it does, bro. Fuck that. Like at 530, it, it, it might as well be nine. Day's over, man. Yeah. Time to go to bed. I'm like an old col- colonial settler. and Shit, it's dark. I guess we go to bed now. Yeah. Um. So this is our last show of 2020. What a year. What a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope everybody on the show is getting ready. Uh, getting their New Year's resolutions ready for next week's show, uh, where we really do need a new year and maybe some new me's. <laughs> a whole lot of new me's. That. New year, new me. Bennett, if anybody I know, anybody I know, we need a new you. You're, you need to, you're too sour, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're a curmudgeon. Ah, I know why he said that. <laughs> somebody, somebody at work, somebody at work introduced him as a curmudgeon one time, and he turned beet red at this person and was hot. I mean, fired up, angry, ready to spit fire in a promo off off of that. Well, you are a curmudgeon though. Sometimes, are, are, are you? A, uh, a curmudgeon. Are are you, Mike? Sometimes I'm a curmudgeon, but I, I think what's funny here is Harper's about to look this up. He can't. That's why I am. I can't. We had the, it starts with a K. Had, no, no, it starts no. with a C. And we okay. did this once before. <laughs> this he doesn't exactly, remember. This is exactly like dealing with my third grader and his spelling. Is that a C or a K? Curmudgeon. <laughs> well, no, C U R M. That should get you there. C-U-R-M-U-D. C-U-R-M-U-D. G-E-O-N. There you go. That sounds... It fucking looks like some uh, type of dinosaur. (laughs) A Kamajadon. Did 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 you find the there did you find the did you find the answer? Yeah. It's you know a bad attitude person. Especially an older one. Right. It's it's of the origin That's is nice. of the sixteenth. Uh, Who called century. you that? How old <clears throat> how old uh were they? A few years you younger than me, and it was Mike's boss. No, uh, it wasn't my boss. Technically it wasn't my boss. Okay, whatever. These are details that nobody cares about. Yeah, they really are. Don't let the facts it's, get in the way of the story. That's true, too. 
we we've we have in 2020 before 2020 is over we have discovered a new dinosaur yeah a komajidon (laughs) (laughs) all right um oh i hope everybody we don't know because this is still hasn't happened but i hope you two gentlemen had a wonderful merry merry christmas and got everything that you wanted, including some circle, circle, dot, dot. You know what I want for Christmas, Doc? I think it's the same peace, thing you want. Peace to be left Christ. alone. Curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. <laughs> to be left alone. <laughs> to relax. And that's that. But yes, want, we hope you, you had a, a great Christmas. You want a 50-gallon drum of eggnog, Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah, I haven't had that in in, in a few years now. Really? I thought that was oh, your yeah. thing. It's good, but dude, it is that stuff so rich. And his, strong. His, his sensitive tummy can't take it. Oh man. The soma's I mean, the soma's ripped up his guts in the nineties, so now he can't okay. drink eggnog. Yeah, someone's like I, I can't eat eggnog. It's like drinking uh uh pancake fucking mix. That sounds good too. Oh, yeah. It's it's very rich. It is extremely and that pennsylvania dutch is strong i mean it's like jet fuel man you, that's you what take you a want. sip of that that's what you want though. dude it's are it's, you, it's brutal are you, are you drinking to get drunk come on now that's exactly yeah, what you're doing. yeah you but think, you, you think harper's sitting up there so much of that you think well no no you can do a lot of that you i'm think, talking about with the pennsylvania dutch because of the sweetness of it Right, so you have a couple, and then you switch to something else. But you think Harper's sitting over there drinking Bud Ice because it's how it tastes? Rolling yeah. Rock. Yeah, he, wa- he washes them down with the Rolling Rocks, but the Rolling Rocks don't have as much alcohol in them as that Bud Ice. The Bud Ice gets him going, and then he can sip on those Rolling Rocks and, and level it, plateau out his, his high. It's cold filtered. He's cold drinking filtered. for taste. He's not drinking for the liquor. He's drinking for taste. Yeah. On Bud Ice. Dude, he likes the taste of butthole. What makes Are, you think he won't like the taste of beer? You see, that's I. He never told me I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "All he, right." He told me it tastes kind of like copper pennies. <laughs> copper pennies. If it's just people that fucking jerk off with fucking pennies in their mouth. What? What? I. Continue. What are you doing? Continue. Like they, what are you talking about? I get the taste of fucking ass that put pennies <laughs> in their mouth when, when they jerk off. <laughs> Is that a laugh or are you choking? <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. And I, I let me say it. This is why we don't keep listeners because <laughs> they hear stuff like that at the beginning of the show before we start say, talking about wrestling. I would say this is exactly why we keep listeners. And, it's true, too. <laughs> and let me be the first to say that this time, that sounds like some white people shit. Yeah, for real. Man, I got to be careful here with this. While you do that, I need to give a shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Mike yeah. Childry, Joe Ice, Jeremy Priest. Thank you for your generous support. Again, I don't have any new patrons this week because we're recording this just 
a day and a half after the last show that aired last week was recorded. So that's why. Anyway, yeah. thought I would. I mention would suggest that. to not Google masturbation with pennies in your mouth. Uh, don't. That came up weird. Oh, did you do it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shit, they're already. I mean, this conversation's being monitored. Everything we do is being monitored. There's no point in hiding now. Doc, are you ready to talk some wrestling? Because this episode is um, an hour and a half. And there's something we're going to spend some time on in this one. So Um, is that a yes? I was just hoping that you could take all these hour and a half shows and erase them from the drive so we can skip them. So we jump into this week's episode. The show opens and we see Dick Slater and Gary Hart. Cutting a promo. It's a clip and not a full promo. And then we head to the formal opening of the show. Uh, Jim Ross tells us what we're going to see today. Some of the matches and whatnot. Doc, I guess I'll throw it to you first. Any thoughts on the opening, even though we'll see more of this later? I'm assuming that we missed this with the week out that Slater might have showed up last week. Man, and Gary Hart's assembling an army. So who's he got right now? Muda, Slater. Funk. Funk, Larry Zabisco. But he lost Al Perez. Al Perez. Al Perez. Abdullah. Abdullah for like a half an hour. He came out with Ron Simmons once. Once. Well, we got Sheik and Simmons now, so hold on to your seatbelt. That's going to be great. I can't wait. Hold on to him. All right, we'll keep going. So... The first match on this week's card is Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane with Jim Cornette, of course, the Midnight Express. They're going to defeat John Brewer and Keith Steinborn. Let me get to the point in the match that I want to get to because Stan is going to give us a little bit of his uh, dick dancing that he always likes to do. Listen to JR, too. Uh, Yeah, tell us what JR said. Or do you want me to play JR? Oh, he says he's 100% with the ladies. Mm. Yeah, let's, let's play the audio from it. It's coming up in about 10 seconds. At the uh, last event, the big War Games rematch. Tore some tendons in his hand, cracked a bone, but he's here competing. He is not 100%. But it's not affecting his shaking there. I'm sure he looks 100% to the ladies. Nice elbow drop. <laughs> you know, I, and then I thought the notice, the note I had is that four years later he has a pelt on his head. A pelt that he didn't need. Right. Yeah. Look at Stan right there. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Corny liked it. Uh, of course. But this is uh, the midnight win. Doc, any thoughts on this match? I said it last week. I'm sticking with it. Best entrance music ever. Okay. What? Harper, any thoughts with, on the match? With the dirt, 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 it's really great in 86 when they're coming out to that and the crowds are lathered up. In the big building. They're coming out to the Big building, little building, whatever. I mean, you know those old towns, those old mid-Atlantic towns, when they would come out to it listening to that, and that that would hit? Freaking greatness. But anyway. I wonder where where they got that music from. It's... Giorgio Moroder, he was a like a disco Italian disco guy. It's the theme from the movie Midnight Express. It's called Chase. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. And the song is long. 
It's like 40 minutes long, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not that long. I thought it was like 14 or something like that. Oh, I can't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> but my kid, he likes, all the, he likes all the wrestling themes. I, I go, you want to hear the best wrestling song ever? And I played it, and he goes, what's what this? Is this? Oh, <laughs> These kids nowadays. And then he wants to sing Zack Ryder's Broski. Well, I do whoa, understand whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You know it. You know it, bro. All right, let's keep moving. Um, Doc, any other clo- Harper, any other closing thoughts on this match? Nah. Standard shit, right? Yeah. All right. Let's go to Corny and the Midnight Express. They were JR after the match. Another victory for the Midnight Express on the way to the World Tag Team Showdown with the Freebirds and fans tomorrow night, 6.05. It's going to be one-on-one, beautiful Bobby and Jimmy Garvin. And I understand it's not at 100%, but I don't think that John Brewer and Keith Steinborn would probably agree with that. I don't think John Brewer and Keith Steinborn know what time it is. They don't belong in a wrestling ring. You know what weeds me off? I'll tell you what weeds me off. Everybody's going around talking about who's going to be the tag team in the 90s. You're talking about it. Is it the skyscrapers? Is it the Freebirds? You got a team right here. Two-time World Tag Team Champion, two-time U.S. Tag Team Champion, two-time Tag Team of the Year. Anything that's happened in Tag Team Wrestling for the past six years, the Midnight Express have been on top of it, brother. And I think the Midnight Express are going to be the Tag Team of the 90s. Could you see? There's been a lot of teams come into the NWA over the past couple years, supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. But where are they now? We've been here before everybody got here, and we're going to be here after they're gone because the Midnight Express are the only team in wrestling that can do everything. If they can't out-wrestle you, they'll out-fight you. Can't out-fight you, they'll out-run you. Can't out-run you, they'll out-smart you. Can't out-smart you, they'll out-power you. But sooner or later, they're going to get you, brother, because they're just that good. They've always been the best, and they're even better now. And Freebirds, they've tried everything in the world. They've left the country to keep from giving us a title match. Everybody's saying maybe the Midnight Express gone a little soft. Well, the only soft thing around here is the head on the teams like the Freebirds, Skyscrapers, and anybody else that thinks they're going to put one over on us because we can teach a few people some dirty tricks. Thank you very much. to do it. All right, good. And come back and talk about it later, fans. Okay. See ya, Bob. Bob, Bob just talked too much. Fans, we'll be right back. You say Bob talks too much. Okay. Doc, what did you think? Um, Babyface corny certainly not as entertaining as heel corny. Um, I just thought he should have added in there. And if we can't do all of those things, then we'll just have Stan steal your woman. Fair enough. Anything else? No. Hopper, thoughts? Yeah, I, I prefer the the heel version. I mean, this one still it, it still works, but I prefer the heel version. I was um when when he was hit that line about things being soft, I, I don't know oh, what yeah. I thought was mm-hmm. coming, but I yeah. thought something else was coming. And yeah. it, it, it was like he it was like he hit a key word but the, the punchline didn't follow. Mm-hmm. Uh it wasn't you, need bad. To grow, I mean, you need to grow up. Okay. All right, soft. we'll keep moving in this show. We go to a video package of on Terry Funk, Funk delivering a bunch of pile drivers. I think we saw this one a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. Don't quite remember. Doc, do you have any thoughts on the video package? We saw it a couple of weeks ago. Yep, that's what I thought. Uh, Hopper, Which same one? from you. The uh, Terry Funk one? 
Yeah, it's the pile drivers. He's, yeah. he's showing me pile drivers. They played this. I think they played it before the pay-per-view, actually. Two weeks before. Two weeks and one week before they played this. So, uh, Any thoughts, Hopper? No. We go to the next match after the video package with Funk, and it's Mike Justice and Trent Knight. They're going to defeat Sid Vicious and Dan Spivey, with Teddy Long, of course, by DQ. Uh, key is DQ. Uh, Corny's on commentary during the match. Corny calls Teddy Long peanut head. You know, they got the whole peanut head thing going. Spivey and Sid, again, the only reason they lose is because it was a DQ. So, I mean, doesn't even matter. They just beat the piss out of these saps. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts on the match? No, they, they, they just kept beating the shit out this poor bastard. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Doc, your thoughts? Well, you missed earlier in the show a video package on the skyscrapers. When they used, oh, I did. Uh, I sure did. That's right okay. Over. You don't have to go back. But they used White Snake's Still of the Night. Yeah. And... Man, in 80, 87, 88, that's a badass song. But it's really a song about screwing. Well, maybe they're screwing. <laughs> okay. Mm. Each I other. mean, not screwing in the ring, but, you know, outside the ring. Okay. Yeah, maybe they're, they're, they're uh, uh, screwing over each other's careers. <laughs> Quite possible. <laughs> I mean, look at Sid. Do you think he's not doing some banging outside the ring with that body? I, I can't. I, oh God, yeah, bro. But, but imagine being like in a club and there's fucking Sid walks in there at fucking midnight. Well, I mean, he's got his pick of the litter, dude. Mm-hmm. I just feel like when I look at Sid, that I could scrub a stubborn stain out of the out of out of something with the back of his hair. <laughs> that shit does a have Brillo pad, SOS pad, yeah. Agreed. Okay, so my point is, and I'm going to say this throughout, you got the midnight, you got still in the night. Wrestling is much better when they use popular music to get their point across than generic Jim Johnson stuff. Yes. There's some stuff that they created some up stuff there that's works, okay. But it's few and far between. So we got corny on color now, which is great. And I, you know, you should really, if you if you don't usually listen to these, go back and listen to these out there. Corny and Jr. are getting people over left and right in this episode. What did you just say? If you don't usually listen to these, but you're listening to these now, what are you? What, if you go back and if you usually don't watch the episodes, gotcha. if you just listen to us. Yeah, I agree. Corny, 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 and Jr. are good at getting people over. Let's go and to Corny now. And they're real good, and this is their first time. Um, I don't think it's their first actual time, but first time that they're gonna do it together for a while. But let's go to Corny and Jr. Now, they're together, and they're talking about viewer mail. Mm. It's received recently. Here it is. Welcome back, fans, to Superstation TBS World Championship Wrestling. Jim Ross and Jim Cornette here with you. Before we see the date that you're just not going to believe with Rick Steiner and Robin Green, before Tommy Wildfire Ritz comes out, we, we've been getting a lot of mail. And I'm in a mail. I'm a, yeah, pure 
male. And I made the comment that some of the female fans were not too happy about some of the comments that I had made about Lex Luger. Now paraphrase this. I, this I, is I'm this is paraphrase. This is from Natasha in Rockingham, North Carolina. There's the address. I got this in the mail yesterday. Yeah. And Natasha says that you can take the envelope. I'm sure you'll want to write back. Jim Ross, what's your problem? I've been listening to you week after week make unnecessary comments about Lex Luger. Sure, he's been arrogant lately. So have you. Now she goes on to say, I watched you on the Power Hour this Friday. You and little Jimmy, little, made a very unfair statement towards Lex. You really weed me off. Just who do you two think you are? Well, check your driver's license. But anyway, maybe Lex doesn't mind your stupid, silly, and immature comments, but I do. So cool it, you peahead. Yeah, cool it, you head. Well, Natasha, I hope your folks know how you're talking in the mail. The, the postmaster may just get a hold of you. That is a federal offense. It is. And But your comments are appreciated, and we do appreciate your mail. Yeah, and we I really do. <laughs> I want to tell you something. What I think of it. You're going to have to you're gonna watch this very closely. Okay, I've been, I've been waiting to see this. You're not going to believe this. Rick Steiner talked to me last week. He said he wanted to come by and, and get some advice. He, he may not have come to the right source, I can tell you that. But in any event, we're going to show you our conversation, and then the rest of it is very self-explanatory. You're not going to believe it. All right, so before we go to Jr. coaching Rick Steiner on his date with Robin Green, I need to get your thoughts, Doc, on Jr. and Corny right here, talking about viewer mail. Well, you since Corny's using the same word in a letter that he just used in his promo that I've never heard before used that way, I would assume that Corny wrote the letter. I think that's a safe bet. But everything was airtight. Yeah. Airtight. But, hey, but it had an address on it. Yeah, so it must be legit. Yeah. <laughs> no way that was a work. <laughs> All right. Uh, Harbor, any thoughts? Or should we go to, to this date? Let's go mm. to the date. Mm. I'm, I'm with that right now. I'm with it. Let's go to the date. So here it is. Uh, JR is going to coach Rick Steiner on his date with Robin Green, and I got a feeling we got some thoughts on the other side of this. Here it is. Oh, man, what am I going to do, man? I've got to go on a date. I don't know what This is my first real date, man. I don't know what to do. Here, sit down. Sit down. You're making me nervous. Okay. Okay. I know it's your first real date, but you got to realize, Rick, that people do this every day. It's a natural thing between a know, man and a woman. Me, not me. I don't do it every Look, day. When, when we talked on the phone earlier this week, I said, all you got to do is have a game plan. Yes, right? right. We talked about what you're going to wear and what are you going to wear tonight. I put on my best T-shirt. I cut the arms and everything off. So I, I want you to wear a nice shirt, and this, you're going to wear this shirt. Yeah, I'm going to wear this shirt. Okay. Why, you got one like yours? Well, you got one with, you got you got one with monogram. You got one with RS on it? No, I don't have any R no, no RS. I'm sorry. What, you got all the shirts with the same thing? Yeah, they all say the same thing, but that's okay. You're going to look okay. Never mind. Listen. What? Tonight. Think about what you're going to do. You got something special planned. I told her to treat her real special. Oh, yeah. I got something great, man. It's going to be great. All right, what is it, dude? We're going to watch 90 Minutes of the Beaver. Oh, yeah. Wally, yeah, everybody. 90 Minutes to Leave It to Beaver tonight? Yeah. Oh, boy. She's going to love that. Oh, man. Okay. Dinner. What? Dinner. What? Nice, romantic dinner. A little candlelight, maybe? A little candles? No, no candles. I'm just going to have somebody bring it in. Oh, you have it catered? Oh, oh I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have, have somebody bring me pizza. Oh, a big pizza. Oh, a big pizza? Yeah. So I said, have a special dinner. You're going to have... Well, you know, I got a Supreme, man. Oh, well. You know, everything on it. Robin is such a nice girl. She's probably going to like three... You, uh, you think so? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, 90 minutes to leave it to Beaver. Oh, yeah. Supreme pizza. Yeah. That's a game plan. Yeah. You look good. You got your good shirt on. Yeah. Okay? I th everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. I know, but you, you, you give me right over there? You still don't have your driver's license back? No, I don't have nothing back. I don't okay. want me to drive. Uh, you know her address to her house? Well, she just said to meet her at the hotel. I got to um, um, pay for a suite and go to, you know. She got a suite yeah, and you got to pay for I gotta it? I got to stop by and pay for it. Okay, well, let's talk, let's, we, we need to talk about that. I'll give you a ride. Let's go. Everything's maybe, fine. Maybe you can go with me up to the thing, room two, man. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to feel when I go. Nothing to worry about. Right, I'm telling you, there's nothing to worry Just here, calm down. You knock. You knock. No, you knock. Who is ain't there? And you oh, like to go. All right, I'll knock. Come on, I'll do this for me. Just calm down. Relax. You sure we're in the right room? Robert? My Lord. <laughs> um, if you are a patron and you get the video version of this, I suggest you go Pause. to Minute. Oh. I suggest you go where's to my, Minute. Where's my pennies? <laughs> I suggest you go to Minute 16 on the Patreon video of this episode and you look at the majesticness of this woman. That's 20 My God. How old is she? It's not 2011, Doc. It's 2011 on the actual video that is on the drive, but it's minute 16 on the Patreon video that is being recorded right now. I don't know, but Rick Steiner's 28 there having his first date. Well, it's a hell of a first date if it is his first date. Look at that. She is stunning. <laughs> yeah, really. Mm. She I mean, is 25. Oh. Yeah. What a woman. Good mm -hmm. Lord. So, as you heard in that video, JR's coaching Rick Steiner on his date, and they go to the hotel, they open the door, and we go from... Robin Green, who we've been seeing now for, God, forever, dressed up, you know, she, she had baggy clothes on, a hat and glasses, looking nothing like she ends up looking here. And they both are stunned. We're stunned. I mean, we knew it was But coming. it's lazy because they were going to change clothes and Steiner's wearing the same thing and he's got his fanny pack on. But And then the part I don't like, they're playing Great Balls of Fire. That song's 35 years old then, probably. Yeah, but that still kind of matches this. They yeah. should have played... They, that's where you play White Snake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She is beautiful. Oh, boy. Um, I'm not going to get hung up on the song. You know, you complain about a lot of stuff on these shows, Doc. Just putting well, it out there. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm calling it. I get, I, I get many, many kudos from the people about calling it like it is. I call it <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Doc, what are your thoughts on this, though, besides your complaining? Woman is all the way live. Dude, she's, she's hot, bro. Hey, don't let the hair mess you up. That was the style at the time. Oh, that was the style. I'm not letting the hair mess me up. But, I mean... On a scale I, of 1 to 10, she's a 100. What would it look like instead of JR coaching? 
If it was hard body Harper coaching. <laughs> Harper coaching how to get in them panties? Yeah. I just hope he would make sure to tell Steiner to put some saran wrap around his tongue when yeah. he, you know, does the circle, circle, dot, dot thing. Come on. That didn't work. That I don't think that helps. That's not good for anybody. Yeah. You don't want to, your girl don't want to rub saran wrap on her butthole. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true, too, because the, the leftover fecal matter helped on, on Harper's sinus cavity helped him battle the Rona. I forgot. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, Harper, what are your thoughts? Doc just shared his. What are yours? Bro, she is. She looks like she's X-rated. Like, just super hot. I always thought that way about her. I was like, dude, she is just next level. But imagine being a kid seeing this when you're like 13. You're like, I remember being a kid at 10 and seeing that picture in Florida. I mean, God, your dick would just go boing. <laughs> I remember the Monday Night Wars in 96 when she was mm-hmm. out there. And I just was like, oh. I mean, everybody would talk about Liz, and I'm not trying to knock Liz. Liz was... Liz was NWO Liz was fucking stacked if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But but woman was something else. I mean, everybody would talk about Liz, but I'd be like, shit, woman's woman's great. Yeah. God bless you, Nancy. Oh my mm. lord. What a woman. That was a hell of a name for her, too. It it's spot on. Oh, okay, Doc, any other thoughts? We're gonna see more of her later in the show. No, that was that's something all right it's something is 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 the way to put it we will keep moving uh, unfortunately um nwa wcw doesn't know how to follow uh something great like that with a woman they they roll out a, a crackhead a cokehead i'm sorry uh, to defeat Uh-oh. the enforcer in the next match uh, during the match during this match where yeah. cokehead comes out. somebody say something about one two three yeah Uh, Jim Ross tells Corny that he had to change his jeans after seeing Robin Green during this match. Come on. Dude, JR is filthy. (laughs) I didn't grab a timestamp, but he said, Corny, I had to change my jeans after seeing Robin Green. (laughs) (laughs) Great line. And to be honest, he said that on 1989. Cable TV, which I guess is acceptable. <laughs> he yeah, made right. the cutting room floor. He had to change his jeans, so he creamed his pants when he saw a woman. That's nice. Doc, any thoughts on this match or JR's commentary? Um, also, somebody called Rit, Tommy Rich a raw-boned country boy to describe the lack of physique. That's... Just for what everybody's thinking out there, that just means beer belly hillbilly. Beer bellied hillbilly that could fight. Yeah. Just he's a, big a beer belly bread eating white boy. He's a beer this belly is, hillbilly. This is that boring, though. Fight. Oh, it's boring. He's laying on the mat again. Yep. Just grounded pound. Just he thinks it's 1980, 81, and he ain't got it. And he had it for a long time. Do you think they would at least kind of halfway respond to him? 
these people don't care. I said that from the start when Doc was giving me a hard time about him coming in when I was going off on him. I said they uh, don't care. They do not care. Seven years ago is a long time, Doc. They don't care. There's a whole new generation of kids in that crowd right now that don't know who the piss this idiot is. Man, I'm not going to use the disrespectful type language that you like to use, but I'm starting to think that there's some validity to your points. That's his way of saying I'm right. Just yeah. so everybody out there knows. Well, you're not all the way right because you, you are very disrespectful. If you met Tommy Rich, you would be ready to take a bat to him because <laughs> he is Why? not your type. Why? You would hate Why? him. You would hate Why? him. He and I are the same. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're the crisscross make you jump, dude. Hey! Hey! They had a thing in his head. I mean, I was drunk, too, but you got to let that slide. I mean, I ain't mean no disrespect, but the boy was just in my way. Boy. So, any other thoughts? This match is boring. Tommy Rich does win. Any thoughts before we go to the next promo? (sighs) Yeah, that's what I thought. When I did that, you got mad, though, just for the record. (laughs) What's so funny? Like you know what your on, laugh sounds like? He's choking on popcorn. Remember that sh- that that shitty ass movie, uh, Enemy Mine? No. Yeah, no. I remember the movie, but I don't remember a shitty laugh in it. That's how the alien laughed. Was it? Yeah. Mike's an alien. Yep. From New illegal, Orleans. illegal or extraterrestrial? Illegal. Oh, uh-huh. let's let's go to Lex Luger now, since you two are just being mean. Her mail out here earlier. You want to answer this letter from one of your fans in Rockingham, North Carolina? She chastised me for my uh, analogy of your situation. You want me to apply to what, Jim Ross? You want you want to answer this fan mail? She was a big fan of yours, Natasha in North Carolina. Not really. I guess that's what you think of Natasha and your fans, huh? You know. Jim Ross, I have had a question posed to me by the fans. Why Lex Luger, a top-notch professional athlete, a man with a high-dollar wardrobe, you come out sometimes without a shirt? I'm going to put it in terms you can understand out there. Sometimes a $100 piece of cloth over a $10 million body just doesn't cut it. Now, Ric Flair can come out here and cover up with a three-piece suit. But sometimes, baby, when you got it, you show it. And, baby, let me get a pose here, Jim Ross. Please do. Baby, when you got it, you got it. Now, we got a guy by the name of Tommy Wildfire Rich who wants a piece of the gold. He knows that I'm the man to beat in this sport today. Well, Tommy, I got a big surprise for you. You've proven to be resilient. You are a former world champion. You're becoming a thorn in my side. I can cut it out neat and clean, or it can get messy. That's your last warning from a total package like Sugar. Well, he's got it, all right. And you'll get it right after this time. Doc, 
I thought Luger was fantastic. He looks so smug. The sunglasses, the rips, the letter. This is great, the, Doc. What did you think? This is peak Luger. When he ripped the letter and then said, not really. That was great. In fact, I think they should have had that piece of it at the end of the promo. So he could have ripped the thing and said, not really. And then walked off. That was good. But this was, this was great. He was phenomenal right here, man. He looks so just shitty. Yeah. The sunglasses. <clears throat> Total asshole. Like I'm doing everybody a favor. And then he rips that letter just so casually, not really. And just says that. No, not really. No. They got the herringbone, the bracelet, it? the watch, white jeans, lips, rips the envelope casually. The sunglasses really set it off. Yeah. But the hair slicked back. Mm-hmm. Just an asshole. Really good stuff. That's top uh, shelf. Hopper, what you thought? This is the best promo that he's ever done. I agree. This is turn, awesome. That long one when he turned babyface last time was good. It was real long, but it was good. This is is probably his best heel promo mm-hmm. so far. I mean, he's just good. He he took the smugness to a new level on this one, yep. in my opinion. I I love this. I love this. Yeah. This is this is so great. Okay, we'll keep going. Um, they after Luger's God, there's promo, an hour left in this shit. Jesus Christ! After Luger's promo, they throw it <laughs> to some highlights of a three match series that Doctor Death had versus Mike Rotunda, and then we head back to center stage where we're gonna see Steve Williams, Doctor Death, Steve Williams defeat Bill Ford. Quick match. Doctor Death is gonna dominate. Doc, any thoughts on the three match series highlights that they show of Doctor Death and Mike Rotunda or Doctor Death's match? Just that Jr. said that Doctor Death could beat Tyson. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, really. Well, honestly, it depends on what kind of that's, match. That's what I wanted to discuss. Is if because he says something like if he had gloves on and Doctor Death didn't. Now, yeah. that's if, a little if, unfair because we saw Doctor Death get Bart gunned a few years later, but nobody knew that then. I agree, but if you put boxing gloves on Tyson and under boxing rules tell Tyson and Doctor Death to fight, Tyson knocked him the fuck out. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a disagreement, especially after you saw Bart Gunn do it. Now, you you make them have an MMA match, Doctor Death. If Tyson can't knock him out in the first five seconds, Doctor Death's gonna get him on the ground and fucking the second him up into Tyson a leaves his feet, it's a wrap. It's over. And I'm making that statement, assuming in 89, Tyson had no MMA training. He was just a boxer. You know, he's a knockout punch. I'm taking Um, Tyson in like 10 seconds. Now, you got to remember, 89, man, we're talking peak Tyson. Motivated killer. Hopper, are you saying in a boxing match you're taking peak Tyson or an MMA match? No, in boxing. Oh yeah, standard boxing match. I'm taking Bart Gun. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm taking <clears throat> uh, I'm taking t- Tyson in a boxing match for sure. If it's MMA, 
Dude, Dr. Death's going to get him on the ground. If Tyson doesn't knock him out in the first it's five Crystal seconds. It's City. Yeah. <laughs> he's twisting him up, dude, and Tyson's submitting quickly. Dr. Death's going to turn into Ronnie Garvin, and De- Dexter Prescott's going to be Mike Tyson's Tyson. role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could – I mean, and I know Tyson was a strong dude back then, but the thing is, like, Dr. Death would get him on the ground, and he could. He, it would be like a cat playing with a mouse. Yeah. And, and, It'll be over. And back then, we didn't know all this stuff because MMA hadn't come out. But Tyson was, I mean, the scariest combat athlete around. Because until 90 or whenever he lost to Buster Douglas, there was no thought that he could be beat. Right. Oh, yeah. Was, he was He was so. He was so dominating. I couldn't believe it when that shit happened, man. I watched it. I watched the tape of it. After it happened, and sat there watching it, thinking at some point he's going to kick out and just whoop ass, <laughs> and it just never happened. I remember when it happened. I wasn't watching. A friend of mine had watched it, and he we were by another friend's house, and his mom had brought him over, and he was like, "Bro, Tyson just lost." I was like, "Dude, you're lying." Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a yeah, right. And then sure enough. And now, again, let's go back in time when you couldn't get shit instantly Mm-mm. and find out what happened. So, like, a few hours later, it's on the news. We're like, oh, damn, that really did happen. You just sat there in the dark waiting for some results. That's it. And, and, that, um, and then that was it for Buster Douglas. That was his little no. one hit. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. He fought again but lost. Yeah. Yeah. Have it you was ever like Tommy seen Rich being a fucking NWA world champion? Don't insult Buster Douglas like that. Oh, Why not? have you ever seen that ESPN? I think it was a thirty for thirty. Yeah, that... Buster Douglas. Do you know that that the week that he fought Tyson, his mom died. Yeah, Do that was you... common knowledge then. And I remember okay. where. It, it, it was in Tokyo. In yeah, it was Tokyo, in Tokyo Dome. And he said the reason why it was in Tokyo because nowhere in America wanted to book it because they figured, who in the hell wants to see this? Yeah. Yeah. Bruh, and even to this day, there is nobody who spits. Like I heard Tyson recently. There's nobody who says great, the d- just damn dumbest things ever. And then will spit out something that's like philosophical and go, make me think. He's discovered the key to life. <laughs> he's one of the more intriguing characters of all time to me, just because he's he's way more thoughtful than you would ever think. But he's also just and self admittedly like a dumbass. I ain't gonna call yeah, him a he, dumbass. He had all kinds of people in his in his ear and shit though back then. Imagine being. I always say this. Imagine being that young. That famous, that being told you're the greatest of all time, and trying to keep your head on straight. And nobody has a hand on the steering wheel. No one yeah. does. After Cuss died, he was rudderless. Yep. I I I legitimately feel bad for him for that perspective. Um, but but you're right, Doc. He's he, Tyson is a dude who'll say some crazy stuff. I think his heart needed children. Like we'll say that. <laughs> And then he'll do um, 
he starts getting philosophical. Like I've heard him on interviews where he starts talking about history and Alexander the Great. I'm like, what the hell? Right. He's, he's not. Yeah. I mean, he re- he obviously reads or watches things and takes it in and thinks about it, which is more than most people do. But then he'll just be like, can I sniff your panties? Stop. <laughs> All right. So real quick to recap everything that went on in the background on the Patreon video while we were talking about Tyson and Dr. Death. Dr. Death defeated Bill Ford quickly. Dr. Death cut a meat and potatoes promo. I really didn't have anything from it. He was decent. I mean, that's it. It was short, decent, I agree. Hopper, did you have anything from it? No, nothing. We then saw a quick clip of Bob Cottle announcing that Ric Flair was being presented with the A&W King of the Slam Award. Yeah, what the Uh, fuck is that? Well, they've been showing the those A and W King of the Slam where they had people calling in and voting for you know the Midnight Express, the Freebirds, the Road Warriors. They've been showing these clips in the last few months. Well, um, according to this, I don't know how much I believe it, but Flair is the winner of the King of the Slam award. Uh, he was voted the winner, and the reason I say I don't believe it, I feel like that one nine hundred thing was a just a money maker. You know, let's get people to call in. We're going to give it to whoever we want to give it to anyway. And that's why I say I don't know how much I believe this is a legit winner. Not that Flair doesn't deserve winning something. I just think it may be a work. Doc, any thoughts on Flair winning the King of the Slam? This is a way to get your sponsor spiffed. Yeah. You think he still has that trophy? Yeah. I don't know, Doc. Sitting up on the mantle right there prominently that he, he makes Wendy strip down naked and walk around with it. Dude, my kid's got trophies like that just from winning championships in his little league. I don't know if <laughs> that is a prestigious Rick trophy. He tossed on the table and walked out of that room. That's yeah. what happened. He put it down and walked out. All right, so we go to the next match. We see the Samoan SWAT team. I feel like we haven't seen them in action for a few weeks. Uh, with Paul E., they're going to defeat Richard Sartain and Greg Evans in about a minute. And, I'm sorry, three and a half minutes or so. Doc, any thoughts on this match? Well, the team of Evans and Sartain are actually the rock and roll rebels on the indie scene here. That's so they, also the ding-dongs, Doc. That's not my point. Okay. They're dead to me. All right. They're the, they're the ding-dongs? That's the ding-dongs. Oh, I man. I think of them as the rock and roll rebels. I mean, they're so much better as this. Right. And JR says in the match that there's rumblings that the SST and Paul aren't getting along. I'd want to get along with those two guys. They just looked at each other's faces. It's gross. Stay tuned on that note about them two not getting along. What other thoughts, Doc, on these? (laughs) The ding dong. Oh, man. They abandoned That's that nice. shit quickly, didn't they? That shit. Hopper, <laughs> oh, you got any thoughts on this match? I mean, they're good jobbers. Yeah. They're... I feel... I legitimately feel bad for them being given that stupid gimmick they were given. Yeah, they really. They're not, they're not like right, people it's, who can't it's, work. It's obvious they're, they're good wrestlers. Right. But somebody like Jim Hurd thought, let's put bells on them 
dress him up in a creamsicle outfit with a bell on it mm-hmm. and call them the Ding Dongs. Yeah, that's going to draw money. The only match at the base that in that clash, Doc, that the people died for. Mm-hmm. That you can, Literally. Not only would it not draw money, it wouldn't even draw flies. Yeah. No one... <clears throat> I mean, everybody just was like, what is this shit? And they stopped cheering. And we're talking about a crowd that was cheering the whole night. You had a hot building with boozed up army folks and it just went. Air went out. Okay. So I'm guessing no other thoughts then, Doc? Not one. All right. Give me a second. I'm going to get us to the next promo. Oh, boy, Hopper's uh, getting some booty calls over there or something, huh? Yeah, fucking... Everything's happening right now. Fuck. Hey, can you come into work? No, I got Rona. No, yeah. you're you're over it, aren't you? We need you. Yeah. All right, Doc. Let's go to Dick Slater. Let's go to this promo so Hopper can take care of his business with his phone over there, um, and see what's going on with uh, Slater. This great crowd here chanting, "We want Sting! We want Sting!" And later on, they're going to get this match. Hey, well, so do I want Sting. You people just keep on screaming, "Sting, Sting!" Because that's what I'm here for today. And I hope Sting. I hope you got the guts and the intestinal fortitude to last with Dick Slater in that ring, because I am the true master when it comes to delivering pain and blues. Now Sting, you're looking for a wrestling match, I'm going to give you a little one, but then I'm going after a piece of your body, and when I get done with you today, Sting, in front of the whole world, they're going to be calling them something else. And I like to stand, but I don't think I can get it out. <laughs> you understand while the nation watches the devious plan of JTEX Corporation is going to begin to happen right before your eyes. I promised you that Flair and Sting would be eliminated. What? Could this be the day? Don't leave your television set because very, very soon. Dickie Slater is going to take you to the land of mayhem, pain, and torture. And let me tell you, I would rather be in the ring with a gorilla than Dickie Slater the way he feels today. All right, fans, coming up, Brad Armstrong and the Cuban assassin, the big man, Sting and Slater, later. I got one word for Dick Slater, Doc. Believable. What did you think? Yes. He is, but I ain't here for his promos. I'm here for the mayhem. The promo was fine. It's fine. Okay. He's just an old 80s territory wrestler that's a badass. Harper, what'd you think? He was great. It's a shame he's, he's, he, uh, he hasn't been on here earlier. He was he was busy with Dark Journey. Where was he at before this? In Florida? Let's see. This is 89. Uh, it's been a while since he's been gone from like mid south or UWF. Yeah. Javorski will more... crank one out and give us that answer if we if we. We need more guys like Dick Slater in today's wrestling. No shit, one hundred percent real, huh? I need a guy that I'm legitimate nervous about. If he just decides, I'd rather just whoop this guy's ass than deal with him. Dude, I mean, you know the story when he did the Sting. That's what's funny about this. He's talking about Sting right here. 
This yeah. is this is after he dunks things head in the toilet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine poor Sting just a couple years in the business? He's just trying to do a favor and help out Dark Journey and bring her to the wrestling. And they walk in together and Dick Slayer's like, Oh, you poking my woman, huh? <laughs> Knocks him out. Messed up his, his makeup. Puts his head in the toilet. I mean, come on. Poor Sting, man. I feel bad. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, based on what we know, it was innocent. You know, he was just, oh, I'm just giving her a ride to the to the matches. Oh, boy. But real quick, Dick Slater, outstanding. It's good to see him. It really is. And yeah. we'll see more of him. <clears throat> well, we get an old friend here on the next match. We got Brad Armstrong who's going to defeat the Cuban assassin. They go about five minutes or so. Good to see Brad. I guess I'll say that. Doc, any thoughts? Well, and the Cuban assassin's not terrible. I mean, no. it's going to be a, you know, that mid card guy, lower mid card, probably you need that. Um, always good to see Brad. Like you said, uh, I thought Corny and Jr. This was their best match to call. They yeah. got both guys over like a like a million bucks in this match. This was the one. If you only want to go back and listen to one match where they really got after it, they did. Although Corny did talk about, um, it's funny. He was talking politics in this. He was talking about communism uh, during this. And then Jr. at the end, when BA wins, goes Cuban assassin was close, but no cigar. JR with a zinger. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but hey, man, I, here's what I want to point out. We all, we've litigated the Brad Armstrong thing for years past. We all like Brad. We know he can go. He's a good-looking guy. He's great in the ring. He's better on the mic than he gets credit for. And now he's here and Pillman's here. We got some baby faces that we could do something with. And the Z-Man's coming, too. Well, That's right. Whatever. But, you know, my point is, we should be pushing those two guys instead of Tommy Rich fighting Lex Luger. Luger, I got I feel bad for him. I'm not going to repeat what I've been saying about that, though. I hear you. Because yeah, If they don't have Tommy Rich doing a promo to talking about that, you can't it's put a only- drunk cokehead on TV all the time, Harper. That's that nice. You think that stopped him before? This is 1989, and TBS owns it. Not, it's not a mom and pop shop no more. True. So yes, you're not putting a cokehead drunk on television. Tommy Rich is in the back right now. He's on his sixth pitcher of beer. Well, what's wrong with that? And he's probably on his sixth line as well. What? You know, if you're a functional cokehead and alcoholic, that's one thing. But he wasn't a functional one. He was an idiot and a jackass to people. Wow. You just can't let it go, can you? You said you weren't going to talk about it. it. Here we go. That's the difference. I know it lathers people up. That's why I do it. That's why people are upset with you. You could. I just mentioned something in passing, and you went down the rabbit hole. Worked myself into a shoot, huh, brother? Yeah. Something like that. You just can't stop yourself. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. We'll keep the show moving. Doc, any other thoughts on Brad and the Cuban assassin? No. All right. This was 
the, this was a good little match. It was a good little match, and now we need to get to something. <laughs> wow, <laughs> is all I can say. What do we need to get to, Doc? You tell <clears throat> me, and then I'll hit play. We need to go square ass into the danger zone, where we're standing there with Ron Simmons. And uh, I don't know. Let's see if we can't dig up the our old friend uh, Iron Sheik. How you doing, buddy? Let's go to it now. You know, <laughs> on the last Danger Zone, I was honored to have a great amateur athlete by the name of Mike Rotunda right out here on the Danger Zone tonight. Not only do I have two great amateur athletes, I have a man that's been a heavyweight world champion in the professional ranks as well. And I'm talking about the legendary Iron Sheik. And you know, Sheik, everywhere I've gone lately, not only are women trying to get dates with me, but they're saying, Paulie Dangerously, what is the deal with the Iron Sheik trying to find a tag team partner for the All-American Ron Simmons? You're absolutely right, Ron. For, I mean, uh, Polly Dangerously, especially uh, you are coming from New York City, intelligent Jew American to the TBS, the strongest station uh-huh. in the world. My pleasure to I talk to you and same thing, Ron Simmons. I want to let you know you are New York City man. Yeah. You know about the Orange Sheik, yeah. an intelligent American wrestling fans all over the world know about the Orange Sheik just about like yourself. Now, I don't have to talk about myself. Recently, anywhere we wrestling with my young start, a training partner around Simmons, all the people call USA, USA, try to make my Muslim brother and myself confused. But remember, polydangerously, I come to America for one reason, try training around Simmons to make him to be better and the best, just like he was a football player. No, he's going to be better for resting professional toughest roughest sport May, i'm gonna make him ready for rick flair a stink all tag team champion whatever who is because you know what i'm talking intelligent american people know what i'm, what I'm talking no you're just a man to do it cheek you know what you're just a man to do it and you know why because this man you are a stud ron you are a stud and you know as much as i hate to admit it ron you know you and I, we are the last of the great American athletes, Ron, and, Indeed, and the Sheik are, is going to find you a great foreign partner. I know that he is, Please because there's no more somebody, great partners in you know, America. Somebody. That's the problem. I mean, I managed is to there mowing. anybody out here equal enough to stand up beside me and perform like I do, huh? Can you find me one? He's the huh? man to find it. That's why he's you not know, a Paulie, you're absolutely right. I'm always right. My brother, Muslim brother, million, million people in this country, they know about the greatest Muhammad Ali, Jack Johnson, Ojo Johnson. Now, my new Karim Abdul Jabbar. Now, my new brother, Muslim partner, Ron Summers. Soon or late, we're going to prove it to the All-America, Ron Summers. I went back twice to make sure he said what I thought he said at the beginning. Go ahead. Tell us what he said. I ain't saying it. You can't say those kinds of words in 2020. Okay. Let's, let's hear it real real quick. I'll play it again. Here it is. You know, 
On the last Danger Zone, I was honored to have a great amateur athlete by the name of Mike Rotunda right out here on the Danger Zone. Tonight, not only do I have two great amateur athletes, I have a man that's been a heavyweight world champion in the professional ranks as well. And I'm talking about the legendary Iron Sheik. And you know, Sheik, everywhere I've gone lately, not only are women trying to get dates with me, but they're saying, Paulie Dangerously, what is the deal with the Iron Sheik trying to find a tag team partner for the All-American Ron Simmons? You absolutely right, Ron. So, I mean, uh, Polly Dangerously, especially uh, you are coming from New York City, intelligent Jew American to the TBS, a strong. He called him an intelligent Jew American. Jesus. Jesus. That could not have gone over well, at, even in 89 in a corporation. Uh, I thought you said something about not letting. People who are under the influence on TV now. Oh, Sheik's Sheik's that's not, she's not under the influence right here. He's this is Sheik. That's normal. He Sheik. got he called the host his partner and then started using racial epithets. Jim Hurd made a mistake sending the Sheik home. Sheik should have been cutting ridiculous promos every week. For real, but that's a mess. <laughs> <clears throat> I loved it. Oh yeah, it's Ron Simmons is belief. Ron yeah, Simmons. This, this is great. This is great. I mean, in the visual of Ron Simmons with the blue wife beater on, tucked into his jeans and sunglasses, <laughs> he wants a partner. <laughs> Sheik's gonna help him find a partner. <laughs> ah, this is awesome. Oh, look at Sheik. Sheik's taking the robe off. That way he can show off those, that awesome body and that gut. <laughs> look at him. He's rubbing his chest. He's mm. slapping himself. What's with his belly button? I think oh. it used to be an any, but he drunk, drank so much beer it became an <laughs> He drinks the cold beer, Bubba. Oh. Okay. If you Talk sit down it. with an unlimited supply, how many beers could Iron Sheik crush in an hour? Mm, a case. Okay, so what Harper is saying here for all of you non-beer drinkers, Mike, is that he can drink 24 beers in 60 minutes. That's pretty impressive. If he really could do that. Well, that's a beer every two and a half minutes. Well, you and, could do that. and that you could do that for a few, but I'm talking what it's kind of like those eggs in Cool Hand Luke. It's not the first five that you got to worry about. It's that last two or three. I think she could do it, though. I think he could, too. Did you catch where she called uh, Ron Simmons his Muslim brother? Yeah, I, w- I was waiting for something that would have been huge back then. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was something that he was Farouk Assad in the midnight. The Z-Man's coming. Um, Yeah, they, it's funny how he ended it up. He was Farouk Assad in the mid-90s, 96 or so. I wish, That would have been. Well, what they're about to pivot to is, is not bad, so I won't, I won't say they made a mistake. Tell us. No. Do it. Stay tuned. Say it. Stay tuned. You'll see. Harper, any other thoughts on the danger zone? Iron Sheik and uh, Ron Simmons. 
I guarantee you, like, kids watching, like, I didn't know he's Jewish. I bet you a bunch of kids went and asked their parents, Daddy, what's a Jew? And then got some crazy answers. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> or a Muslim. Right. Because, I mean, he said my Muslim brother. Because you know what I'm thinking? This time is... I mean, Desert Storm is around the corner, isn't it? It's coming up, what, two years later? Is it two years? Or is it next year? I forget. I think it was in 90, wasn't it? Okay, so a year away. I thought it was 91, but, you know, I'm no historian. Wasn't it, Yeah, I mean, what? We're com- I wasn't paying attention. A Desert Storm. It's got to be around a corner, right? It's like 90 into 91 because because that's about right before I had to register for the the, whatever you have to register for, selective service. Bro, I was saying some prayers then, buddy. Damn. How fucking old were you? In what year? I've been different ages. No, like when this (laughs) happened. I was like Fifteen, sixteen. Uh, let me look and see. Now you got me thinking. Desert, Mister Intelligence here. Don't know nothing. See, you got all the answers. I do. I have a phone. It was (laughs) aug. It started on August second, nineteen ninety. Oh, I would have been sixteen. So it's a year away. Well, there you go. But you got to register. I think when you're seventeen. Oh no. I don't remember. It's a long time ago, but there could have been you there. I didn't cut cheap promos. <laughs> Man. Go ahead, Doc. He was about no. to try to imitate Sheik. I'm I'm listening. No, I'm not gonna do anything. That's insensitive. And I don't that's not how we're gonna end this twenty twenty. Okay. All of a sudden you wanna be classy. Be All right. Classy. In the year, we're gonna drink champagne at the end. Toast the year. Well, keeping it moving, the uh, danger zone. Um, after that, in the transition segment from this to the next promo, we see the graphic that says the Z Man is coming mm. September 12th, 1989. So, just a few weeks away from the Z Man. Doc, any thoughts on this, or should we wait till the Z Man comes? Let's wait. Yeah, all right. Well, let's go to the ridiculousness now of the Freebirds with Jim Ross. They're going to cut a promo. Here it is. Fans again remind, remind you to join us. Spit it out. Spit it out. I, I, I can't concentrate with you guys screaming at me. I can't concentrate. Well, at least I'm holding the microphone in front of my mouth. They can't hear you. Tomorrow night at 6.05, ladies and gentlemen, it's Jimmy Garvin and Bobby Eaton. 6.05 tomorrow night. And now if you got something to say, let me... Fat chubby guys got to say, we don't care about fat chubby guys. Well, the fact is this, you got the people out here running their cheap mouth like last Saturday. Who are you referring to? want to throw up the broad, you know the broad that was out here talking trash about the birds. Let me tell you something, September the 12th, you better circle that date on your calendar, Pally, because that's the date you guys are going to get the whipping of your life. Because if you think for one minute you're going to take the World Heavyweight titles off the Freebirds, you lost your mind. Tell him, Michael. You know, first of all, that broad, Missy Hyatt, out here calling him Jenny. 
JR is not impressed. Doc, what did you think? Man, Michael Hayes has some big balls to say that, that Missy is sexually frustrated. Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't think Missy's frustrated on that. Mm, no way. I'm not trying to say she was doing things she shouldn't. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying she could get it if she needed it. Yeah, if she wanted it, she could get it. I mean, you know, nobody's turning that down. Other than that, okay. He's told Missy, if you spend a night with us, it'll put hair in your chest. What's that mean? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. That's why I said it. <laughs> that I sounds mean, did gross. You, that sounds gross to me as well. Hopper, any any other thoughts that Doc and I haven't already shared? Would that be a deal breaker for you if you, let's say, Harper, you were like oh my 89 God, Missy. And you, uh-huh. you get that shirt off and you're like, this is the best night of my life. And she's got a Michael Hayes patch of fur. Oh, God. Does that end it, or are you just like, well, it is what yeah, it is? fuck that. <laughs> like a werewolf chick. Like from the howling. <laughs> <laughs> but do you keep going with it, or do you leave? No. I would get scared. Okay. You don't want to, yeah, I understand. No. Howling was pretty scary. So you're just going to turn those fun bags down at that point? If they're if first full of hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes women have hair on the on the number one hole. Yeah, but this is different. Sometimes they even have hair on the number two hole. Oh, whoa. Uh, <laughs> no, one, uh, no one likes a hairy asshole. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you ever go down there, Harper, and there's some dingleberries right before you're oh, about to do? Oh, no, come on, man. What are you, 12? God, we're trying to wrap this year up on a high note, and you're yeah. down in the damn gutter. I'm sorry. I, I should I should know what to All right. Hey, can you show 5658? 5658. So we are. we go to Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. They, they're they're going to defeat Bob Emery and Mark Smith. 5658. Let's see if we can fast forward to it. We're at 5653 right now. All right. That's 58. What do you want? Right here. That was a good looking left. Yeah. And then it was he... also a good looking bump. I know. Yeah. Um. All right. Any other thoughts on In the, match, the promo or the match? Corny called out Hayes for moonwalk, and he goes, wasn't that like 10 years ago? Michael Jackson doesn't even do that anymore. <laughs> Big facts. He still does that? Who? P.S. Hayes. Sure. He, he thinks he, think he can still do the moonwalk? Yeah. Have you seen his suits? I'm sure he still moonwalks. Oh, yeah. Okay. So no other thoughts, Doc, on this match or the promo at all? Hopper. No. No. Oh. Uh we still got thirty more minutes of this episode. Let's go to Ric Flair now. <laughs> he's with Man. Jim Ross. See what he's got to say. And it's always great to be here with the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, the one and only nature boy Ric Flair. Flying Brian is coming up in just a few moments, but champ, the clash. Eight. September 12th, right here live and free on TBS 805 starting time. It's been signed Ric Flair. 
And Sting against Terry Funk and the great Muda, that's going to be a dangerous situation with Dick Slater here. Well, Jim, let me give you the background on this. When Turner Broadcasting System said they were going to put together the greatest wrestling organization in the history of this sport, they said, Rick Flair, we want you to be part of it. I signed up and I was first in line. And on September 12th, worldwide, across this nation, I'm getting a dream come true. That's an opportunity to wrestle with one of the greatest athletes in professional sports as my partner. And I'm talking about the stinger, that's what you call him. And Gary Hart, we asked for this match, we asked Jim Hurd, we asked the National Wrestling Alliance to make this possible, and in Columbia, South Carolina, woo, on the 12th of September, we got it! And you know what, Muda, I don't know what you look like, pal, but in Columbia, I'm going to wash that paint off your face yeah, with your own sweat. Terry Funk, nobody likes blood and guts on national TV, but pal, you're going to bleed and you're going to sweat. You know why? Because this is the NWA. Woo! And I say so. Woo! All right, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Let me just say, Brian Bryan's up next, and he's my kind of man. Woo! All right, fans, let's go to Rhubarb Jones. So uh, Jim Ross basically announces the next clash on September 12th, Flair and Sting versus Funk and Muda. Yeah, something to look forward to. Doc, thoughts? Rick was phenomenal there because he basically said, we're all thinking they don't like blood on national TV, but you're going to bleed. He said he's going to make mood of work. And then we're going to morph slowly into this whole idea that Rick and flying Brian are out tag team and bitches. This went on for a while during the next match. Yeah. I'll have you talk about that in a second. Um, For the record, this is a direct follow-up also from our last pay-per-view where now we're going to have Flair and Sting versus Funk and Muda. Uh, If you're a Patreon member at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, you've probably listened to that pay-per-view review at this point. And this is just a direct follow-up. So they're kind of getting back to, I guess, some of the stuff we... Saw in the pay-per-view, and, you know, we got to follow up. We're going to have this at the Clash, so stay tuned. Um, to become a patron, it's signingurl.com slash BTT. Sign up there, get access to the pay-per-views, the video versions of these shows, the Clashes that we do, all that good stuff. The world-class shows, ECW shows are all there. Okay, uh, Hopper, what did you have from Ric Flair right there? Man, Doc, doesn't he just look just like Will Ferrell? Yes. That's that's what popped up to my head right when I saw this. He looks exactly like that character. Yes. I mean, look at him right there. Yeah, I got to see if I can get a picture clipped and send it to Mike. I'll, I'll work on that. You talk about the this promo. I like when he said, you, you know, they don't want us bleeding on TV, but you're yeah. going to fucking bleed that day. 
Dude, that was awesome. That's a great line. Great line. Yeah. And then he said, he said it's because this is the NWA and wooed his best woo. Yeah. Oh, I found one. That is All right, let's keep going uh, as you're sending that. So the next match is Brian Pillman. He's going to defeat Fred Avery rather quickly. He's going to win with his springboard flying clothesline. <laughs> what? What a ridiculous picture. It's coming in y'all's way in just a second. <laughs> okay, so while while I'm waiting on that, Doc, you said you had some comments about the commentary in the Pillman match. Man, they just keep talking. First of all, they're like about the nightlife, that they're out there enjoying the nightlife. But then they start backing up and they're like, well, but they still work out and they're still, you know, they're not doing too much. That's, right. you know, it's like they almost went, oops, we forgot. <laughs> so they're just being themselves is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but they, they were just basically saying if. Flying Brian is Rick's kind of guy. You know, that means they're out there slaying bitches. Winking at kids through crib bars and <laughs> shooting ropes. This is why, like when I went on my tirade last week about corporations and wrestling, why it doesn't work. Because as you hear Corny and you... JR, who are two territory guys, Gosh. talking. They know this fucking turd. <laughs> Norman's trying to interfere in Flying Brian's match, and he's distracting all of us as we were having a conversation about how wrestling and corporations don't mix. That's exactly why, because those two are trying to out there do their thing on commentary, and it's and not this mixing well. Gotta fuck it up. And and Norman comes out to distract Pillman. Pillman <laughs> drop kicks him, and now Norman's gone. Dude, that's and the no- same thing in that the the fucking uh, sky striker the uh, the skyscrapers uh, video. Man, and then he shows up right at the end and just turns around and looks at the camera. Norman is like a slim, fast version of Mighty Wilbur. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Norman and Abdullah. Just wait for that; it's coming next year. God, that sounds like a nightmare. So yeah, basically. They were corporate corporate wrestling takes away all the tools that a wrestler needs to be different, exciting, and get over. So on that note, I'm gonna fast forward. Pillman's gonna win again here. There's the look, Doc. He's uh, no win. <laughs> it was close. It was almost a look. Pillman wins. Um, in the next match, first thing we got Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner. Missy and Robin Green are with them. They're going to defeat the Bounty Hunter and Cruel Connection. Boy. One. But the entrance, we got Missy and Robin coming out to the ring together with the Steiners. And I'm just going to stop talking and get Harper's thoughts. Mm, yum. God damn. Jesus. I mean, let me. Rick and mm. Scott know that they're walking out with royalty. Because look, look at Scott's face. When woman and Missy I'm not, walk, I'm not by. looking at Scott right now. No, just just watch what he does. Watch what he does. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we got this shit. Watch, watch Scott Steiner. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> He's like, we got the top women in the Fed walking out with us, brother. Mm. They're smoking. Yeah, look at that. 
this is nice, Hopper. Like you always say, mm, that's nice. This is that's nice. nice. So anyway, was, um, go ahead. Uh, that was Kevin Sullivan's old lady. Yeah. And just and just think, bro. That's what he went home to. He's a great booker, and he's obviously mm. a good salesman as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some game. Okay, so. Steiner is a goofball. He's playing around with the cruel connection. <laughs> cape at the he, gets the case. he gets the cape at the beginning of the match. <laughs> Look at this asshole. He's flapping it like he can fly. Cruel connections like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> I bet that was a fun fucking gimmick for him to play. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. You said it last week, Hopper. You're like, it's not easy to play a special person. Mm -hmm. He does it so well, you think he might be a little special. Yeah, like he's he's just a big goofball. Yes, it's it's <laughs> it's really tremendous. Now, on commentary during this match, Corny is making a wisecrack at one point about Rick Steiner. He says, I wonder if he isolates the body part in everything he does. Oh. And the way he said it, I... It it had sexual connotation Damn. to it. Um, Doc, let me throw it to you. You got any thoughts on this match? Well, apparently the commentators did not learn their lesson from the Flying Brian match because it's in full Pornhub mode on during this one. <laughs> they don't give. Do you have any other examples? I mean, that was just one that I, I don't have from any it. other examples. But all I said is is that the comment. My note was the commentary is focused on circle circle dot dot well i mean earlier jr talked about creaming his pants and needing to change his jeans uh, why stop there just let it go throughout the whole episode i guess is where they're going i don't know it's hilarious and it's good and, and look you're a patreon member go watch the video version of this it's it's comical watching rick steiner out here we're cruel connection, and it's also comical listening to Corny and Jr. on commentary do their thing. Harper, any other thoughts on this match? No, it's Doc? just been a while since we've seen the the uh, cruel connection guy. Yeah, it has. No, this is good. Yeah, it's entertaining. I, I enjoy it. It it was entertaining. Goofy, yes. Little comedy, yes. Look at woman. I'm sorry, I got to get to this promo, but they're about to show her again on the outside, walking in that. Cat tight, Jesus mm. Lord. You got that right, Hopper. Mm. Well, mm. Hopper, you're going to be able to say mm, right here in a second. We're going to go to the, the Steiner's promo. Here it is. For the Steiners, Missy Hyatt and Robin Green, and I tell you, there's been a lot of changes going on in recent days. Hey, Jim Ross, they don't want to take the same girl that I used to. Ricky, what happened to her glasses and her ponytail? I don't know. I went up to her room the other night, and that's what happened. That's what happened right there. I don't know. I went with Jim. Jim, you were there. You've seen that. I know. I don't know how it happened either, but she certainly looks nice, certainly looks different. I tell you, Jim Ross, not to get out. I know my brother's happy. He said he's happy. When he's happy, I'm happy. But let's talk wrestling. You got the Freebirds come out here saying how bad they are. Well, boys, all you got to do is sign. Quit talking and come out here and get us. We're right here. That's right. All you got to do is sign that dotted line 
And you guys will be ex-champions sooner than you want to be. Rookie, you having a little hard time maintaining your concentration here? She's touching me all the time. Well, she likes you. She's just showing a little affection. You want to talk about some wrestling? Miss, you think everything's going to be all right here? Yeah, everything will be fine as long as he's happy. Are you happy, my friend? Wouldn't you be happy? I'd be ecstatic. There's no doubt about it. I can tell you that right now. So are most of the people here. Free birds, world tag titles. Could you be the next brother combination to win? I know that's your goal. That's our goal. I know all these people out here, they don't like the free birds. They want to be see a champion that they can be proud of. And when we become the world champions, you guys will be proud of us. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks, Robin, for coming out. I'm sure you and Rick got some better things to do. Missy, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. JR, okay. He's like, I'm sure y'all got better things to do. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't know about y'all, but let me give you some, some some single guys some advice out there. Get you a woman that looks at you the way Robin Green is looking at Rick Steiner during this whole promo. Does Sasha look at you that way? Oh, of course. Yeah, right. Of course. But I'm serious. I mean, she's messing with him the whole time. He can't handle it. His pecker's in there growing. You see him put his hands down like by his crotch like he's trying to hard, hide his heart on. That's exactly what I thought. When people tell us to grow up, I go, well, let's go look at this promo. Tell them to grow up back in the day. <laughs> This is where I learned all this stuff from. <laughs> Look at him. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's like, don't touch me down there, please. She is messing with him the whole time. Like, she wants to take a bite out of him. <laughs> then they asked Missy. Missy, what do you think about this? Oh, everything's all right. <laughs> Missy yeah. was, yeah, it's going to be all right. Yeah, because you know how hot bitch is like another hot bitch to show up in the mix. Mm. Right. Doc, your thoughts on this promo? I, I, I'm just rubbing my ball sack right now looking at it. Come on. <laughs> mm. Give yourself a massage down there? Mm-hmm. Mm. Feels good. Hopper? <laughs> oh, look, look, did you see what Steiner did right there? I just caught that. He took the headgear off and he, like, and he, like, whipped woman with it, like, hit her, and watch what she does. Like, she liked it. Oh. <laughs> All right, Harper, any thoughts on this? Mm. I can't stop looking at her. And it's poor old Missy is just in the background. Mm. Dude, it imagine the type of woman it takes to take the attention away from Missy. Yeah, no, huh? And uh, the, the, the attention is shifted at this moment. Well, she's not half naked touching on somebody, though. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So let's keep this show moving. Uh, in the next, th- this this promo was comical. It was great. I enjoyed it. In the next match, we are going to see Sting, who's going to wrestle Dick Slater. One of the longer matches we've seen since the move to center stage. They went probably like 12, 13 minutes here. Uh, it's an old school match. They're working slow, but it's methodical. Making things mean something. Figure four by Slater in there. Doc, what did you think about Slater versus Sting? I thought this was really solid. It was good. Slater, as we said earlier, is super believable. And you're feeding him to Sting and helping Sting grow, learn, and get over on somebody. I got no problem with anything that happened. 
it was a little long, but I know why. I mean, an hour and a half, bro. Well, not just that. I mean, it was a little long, but it's also Sting versus Slater. So it's right. not. I mean, I I understand them giving them time to work and and whatnot. Harper, what did you before I go to the finish of this? What did you think? This was a good match. Yeah, I thought so too. It made Sting thought, work. They yeah, they both got in there and worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at that. I mean, back missed then, him. that was a big deal. He I dove mean, now, over him. That happens every half an hour. Dude, don't get me started. I I, I hate that. I don't want to be the old guy yelling at crowds. But yeah, when the, when the when the dudes all bunch up on the floor, that's the worst because, spot in wrestling. That is dive so is fucking coming. horrible. When it, they all like, it's like a football huddle. And like it, you see them, it's you see it's them? so dumb. Is he up there yet? <laughs> right, they're hugging. They're they're shoulder to shoulder. Um, it's but let's, it's stupid. But but what I was about to say was Sting missed that move, dive from the ring to the floor, and then out of nowhere, like the finish happens. Uh, Slater and Sting are brawling on the outside, and then Funk and Muda just hit the ring and they attack Sting. The bell is ringing. It's a DQ for obvious reasons. Flair, Flair eventually hits the ring to help Sting, but Muda hits. Hits Flair with a kick. Pillman is going to hit the ring, too, to help out. But Pillman gets gets put down. Flair eventually gets Funk's branding iron. And Flair nails um, Slater a few times with the branding iron. Eventually, Slater, Hart, and Muda, and Funk, they all powder out the ring. And we are, uh, and they're frustrated. I thought, to be honest, a nice little brawl. And I know this technically didn't finish the episode, but I thought this was a nice little brawl to end the episode, to get people excited, especially knowing that you got the clash coming up with Muda and Sting and Flair um, and Funk. So I thought this was a fine little way to finish this. Don't need a clean finish. Doc, what'd you think? No. Man, the crowd popped their ass off during this too. When Flair hit the ring, we don't get to see this crowd get that loud that often. Then flying Brian's in. Look at Funk oh, yeah. after him. Man, this was good. And then, is, when yeah. was the last time we saw Flair uh, like wrestle here or show up in a ring? Now he's got that brand. He's going to have that Brandon iron and he's going to hit Slater in the bicep with it. Bruh. Yes. Uh, Flair's done a few run ins, Hopper, but nothing like. I mean, remember, it's not been that long since he made his first appearance actually in center stage. Because I mean, right. he's not been back. He's not been back that long from his "quote unquote" neck injury. Yeah, it's just a pile driver. Man, I yeah. started thinking about this. What if Arn came back and in 1989 you had the Horseman that was Rick, Arn, Sting, and Pillman? Bruh. But imagine fucking Arn Anderson running out right now. Oh God. I don't want to let any spoilers out, but yeah, it's not really, yeah. really too far from Arn returning. Get him back now. Fuck Tully. We need on. <laughs> you, you know what I noticed just off the record? How come on the ring uh, skirts, there's zero fucking logos anywhere around the ring that says NWA, WCW, or anything? Oh, that's no, that's a good this. question. You see, look, dude, right there, it should say, you know, TBS on NWA. 
you know, whatever. Wrestling. Like totally, banner. Right. Something. Totally agree. The one that 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 ringside or that side of the ring, the apron that faces the hard camera should say NWA on TBS or something. And there's nothing. That's very Doc's gonna love this, but I'm gonna say it. That is bad brand management, Doc. Very oh, definitely, brand, dude. Definitely, you are not managing your brand. <laughs> it's bad brand management. You gotta yeah. have something that somebody knows. If you're walking by the TV and you see that ring skirt, and you go, "Oh, NWA," okay, but you don't. Now there's a sign in the rafters hanging, but right. that's not on TV the whole time. <clears throat> I'm with you, Hopper. I hear you. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on this match, Hopper? This was good stuff. Yeah. It makes you think, are they going to have a, a three-man tag or something? No, the, the Clash, they're going to have the, the Flair and Sting versus Funk and Muda. Well, this is, if this happened now, that's what would happen in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have to wait for it, but for this, we're gonna have to wait for it for the clash. Now that's the thing; it's gonna be on free TV. It, you know, well, cable if you consider cable right. free. It's not pay per view, is what I mean. At the clash. So anyway, let's go now to um, Doc. Well, Doc, let me ask you: you got any other thoughts before I go to the closing promo? No, that was good. Yeah, I thought so too. Let's go to the closing promo. Gary Hart's got something to say, and this is uh, how the show is eventually gonna go off air. Here it is. Quite obviously, that was the plan you were talking about earlier in the night. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but if you don't succeed the first time, try, try again. And that's what we're prepared to do, Flair and Sting, is keep trying. Make as many beachheads as it takes, because sooner or later, it will work. We had you down, but you got off easy this time. Hey, Wait a minute, Gary, come back here, Gary. Don't worry about it, the man is hurt bad. Did you see what he did to him? Well, you're branding iron. Did you see what he did to him? Yes. That was uncalled for, it was unsportsmanlike and everything, and he's hurt bad. Well, I don't know what he knows about sportsmanship anyway. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, I don't know how much time we have left here, but no doubt, as Funk goes up in the crowd, there's got to be a broken arm, and I'm sure the paramedics are back there now with Dick Slater. We'll have a report on that tomorrow night on the NWA main event right here on Superstation TBS. But it looks like it's all boiling down to the Clash of Champions 8, Tuesday night, September the 12th, 8.05 Eastern Time, live, prime time and free, here on TBS. Yes, the Superstation. Mark that date on your calendar because that's what it's going to be. Flair and Sting, Funk and Muda, finally, in that tag team event. We'll talk more about it tomorrow night on the main event. And remember, next week, right here on the Superstation, join us for the Power Hour Friday night, and we'll see you next Saturday night for World Championship Wrestling. Okay, so I love Funk there, Doc, and I wanted to get your thoughts. I love how he's, you know, crying foul when it was his branding iron. Well, you know, that's a great heal because now you're upset that the Brandon Iron was used against you when you have used the Brandon Iron on other people a lot of times. What'd you think? 100% agree. This is logic. Heal logic is this is a terrible thing that I started and now it's happened to me. That was awesome. 
Hopper, what do you think? Any other thoughts on Gary Hart Funk right there? I mean, it's already Clash of Champions eight. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck. I mean, you don't do them with us, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, should it... I, I, I don't know. Well, last so, year, last you know, once year, in a 80, year, bro. Once in '88. Well, I'm okay with it. In in '88, there were four of them. Damn. In '89, there are five clashes. Five. In, 80, in '88, there were four pay per views. In '89, there are five pay per views. So, like, they they bumped them up for this one year, at least in this time frame. They went with five pay per views and five clashes. Now, to be fair, when you see some of these clashes. Not all of them are what I would call special event worthy. I mean, right. we saw a match with the Italian Stallion and Dr. Death that went 20 minutes. So, and I'm not trying to knock either of those guys or Italian Stallion. It's just there was no build up. Like, you've got some of these clashes that while while you may on the surface think, oh, it's a big deal, they aren't all big deals and they're few matches or some matches and some of them that you're like, huh, okay, that was weirdly placed. The last clash was good on the army base. Would you, wouldn't you agree, doc? Yeah, that was a good one. That was a real good one. But I mean, some of these clashes have been far from what we would call, you know, great, great things. Now keep in mind, you know, in 89, 88, we saw live wrestling on TV. That was a spectacle. I mean, even if it wasn't really a big, big show. On that note, uh, we need to hand out some Rolexes and rate this show, this very, very long episode of not only BTT, but NWA Saturday Night on TBS. Uh, Before we do so, I know Christmas is over, but I'm sure some of you got some of those Amazon gift cards. So please use our Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Uh, the show gets a little bit of support in return from Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life. Tell them to use it. Do like our friend JBL Objective on Twitter said. And actually, go to the browser and put the link in the browser for them because we all know sometimes... Oftentimes, lots of times, our women don't take directions very well. Uh, agree, Doc? They can't. They couldn't pour piss out of a boot with instructions on the heel. That's nice. <laughs> on that, that note. like something Dr. Phil would say. It does. So let's do something different here. We always throw it to Doc or I first for a rating or Rolex. Hopper, you're going first because you're not going right. to play off a of Doc and I. New year, new rules. Hopper goes first. What are you rating it, Hopper? No waiting to see what Doc and I B+. give. B plus. Oh, B plus. Oh, okay. I mean, cause I mean, don't get me wrong. This was fucking long as fuck. God. But, but you know, <laughs> we had Dick Slater show up. We, we, we had uh, Cornette uh, doing commentary. So I, I'm giving it a B plus. So I'll go. I'll go next, Doc, and rate it. The Z Man's coming. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a B plus two. And I also want to point out it was a long episode, but in the very early years of BTT, we always talked about we don't know if we like wrestling as much as we like the shit talking. And if you think about this episode, 
where you had Luger cut a good promo. You had the Robin Green segment at the beginning. Oh, yeah. She shows herself. Mm. Uh, matter of fact, I just talked myself into an A- minus right there. We had Dick Slater. We had Sheik and Simmons. We had the Freebirds talking smack. We had Flair talking smack. We had the Steiner brothers and Robin Green's promo. I've talked myself into an A- minus on the simple fact that long episode, but we got the shit talking. Doc, what are you rating it? A minus, and if they wanted an A, they'd shave 25 minutes off this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go next as it pertains to the Rolex. Before we do so, remember, we just talked about a clash coming up and the clashes we've done. You're going to have to sign up at Patreon at tinyurl.com slash BTT to get that clash. That clash is going to be there. All of the past clashes are there. All of the live streams we've done are there. The ECW show, the world-class shows, the pay-per-views are all there. 200-plus audio-exclusive episodes, maybe even 300 now, on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Sign up there. You can sign up monthly, or you can choose the annual option. If you go annual, you get one month for free. On that note, it is Rolex time, and I'll be damned. I'm pretty sure y'all are going to give it to the same person. Woman, a.k.a. Robin Green. Nancy is getting the Rolex and she's getting more than one Rolex. If you ask me, she's getting five of she, them. She gets two, one for each boob. <laughs> <laughs> They're perky enough that they'd stay up. Uh, so Harper, she's getting your Rolex too. She's 25 and all the way live. Yeah, buddy. She is something else. Um, what fucking hotel you think that was it? <laughs> somewhere in downtown Atlanta, near the With studio. With this fucking Cajun fucking bait shop shirt, where the fuck it is on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doc, who are you giving yours to? Oh my god! Hold on, wait for it. Where is it? Oh, Jesus. I'm giving my Rolex to that. I'm going to slide it right between those two titties. <laughs> That's a pair of women. That's a dead woman. Oh, come on. What's wrong with you? That's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm, Why are you laughing? I, I'm I'm just laughing at Harper, who's all of a sudden thinking about marriage as a reason not to do something. <laughs> So how many, married, how many married women you ever knocked out? Not knocked eight. out, yeah, but like you know, one. Guess see, Mike. How about you? I don't do that. Right, I have one. The I didn't one do you that married. back in the day. I don't know, man. I, I it just that's bad karma, man. I don't, yeah, it's bad karma. That's yeah. why I stopped doing it. Yeah, I don't. Now I was like just, 25. Now I was like, well, no. Yeah, no, nah, I can't. I can't do that, bro. Now I now I mean you know in fairness I don't know this but this could be true for you you guys as well I guess there's a possibility you could have met one that didn't tell you that true. that's what happened with with this one she didn't tell me till afterwards but but if I know oh no yeah. I'm not yeah nah, I don't care who you sorry. are fuck that yeah. it's not worth yeah. it it ain't yeah, worth just it think of the extra potential serious drama. There's too many other things that can happen. Right. That's what I'm saying. 
Speaking um, of shoot, man, yeah, you just leave that right there on that screen, buddy. Grow <laughs> up, Doc. <laughs> the guy Doc's wearing his fucking uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, lounge pants. Dude. Sitting there watching this shit, and he just pulls them down. It's just pants. Bro, he's got a Dallas Cowboys Speedo on right now. <laughs> and he's is... rubbing his out. He's rubbing one out looking at Nancy's Texas. picture. Mike and I haven't worn long pants in a year. Yeah, I got yelled at the other day. I had to run an errand with my wife. She's like, why are you putting cargoes on? I was like, it's only like 45 out here. She's like, are you serious? Yeah. Serious. I'm dead yeah. serious. I'm going to put a I sweatshirt on, shit. and I'm putting on cargoes. I'm going to put a hoodie on and That's some right. gym shorts. Or just cargoes. That's right. So, uh, Doc, who's getting your Rolex? Oh, definitely woman. Come on now. All right, as he sits there in his Dallas Cowboy Speedo with a cowboy hat on, rubbing his pecker. <laughs> Imagine Ooh. that visual. <laughs> All right, this was a long show, but a fun show, man. I enjoyed this one uh, because, again, we got woman. I mean, we got we got woman, man, and that's all that really matters uh, going forward. She's still Robin Green, I should say. I'm saying woman, but she is still Robin, Robin Green. All right, before we get out of here, got to take care of some quick business. First off, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They also do our ECW show on our Patreon feed. Uh, just go to, I think it's at Bottom Line Cast on Twitter, and you can find their link there. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTC. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Uh, and check them out as they cover the northern side of pro wrestling. Uh, sports entertainment, I guess, is what they call it. Thanks, Joe yeah. and Quinn, for all your plugs. And on that note, Doc, before we get out of here, we're recording this well before December 31st, but it drops on December 31st, New Year's Eve. You got any thoughts as we go into the new year? Uh... What a fucking year, dog. Who knew? I think my only resolution next year is going to be to just try to make it through the year. How about that? Yeah. Hey, Mike, I, I want you to have a very special Merry Christmas. You're, Christmas you and your past. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I mean, what well, hasn't? I'm confused because no, it hasn't. <laughs> Christmas is gone. It already passed. Oh. You doing anything? Are you doing anything tonight for New Year's Eve? <laughs> uh, drink some Hennessy, I guess, and uh, relax. Yeah. On December sixteenth, that's seventeenth. That's real classy. You know, watch uh, Dick Clark's Rocket New Year, not from New Orleans. <laughs> As a reminder, be... this this show is being recorded on December the eighteenth, so we are a few weeks ahead of when this is actually going to drop. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, here's mine prediction for new year's eve i will be asleep well before the new year rings in you're not gonna bang one out on new year's eve i didn't go out on new year's eve when it was safe to go out on new year's eve (laughs) uh you know when you but harper now can go do anything he's he's got the antibodies he can do anything go anywhere well yeah i was gonna say i'm bulletproof and bound for glory (laughs) <laughs> okay i was gonna say like as your when your kids are young it kind of there's no point in even trying to go out because you're not going to be able to sleep the next day yeah now you, you, you just get some firecrackers and yeah sparklers those little those little i used to love those little tanks those little paper tanks and like yes. little battleships yes i used to love that shit yes why not 
Um, but when your kids are young, I don't know, it's like going out is like, oh, hey, fuck, I'm hey, gonna first day of Christmas break right here. First day, we're all off. We're all, it's all Christmas break. No responsibility. Christmas breaking for weeks at this point, thanks to Rona. Right. So here's the thing. One got up at 7.15, one got up at 7.30. And that was sleeping in. Hey, Dad, what's yeah, up? Yeah, that's sleeping Oh, in. I'm going to go record with these two dirt bags. So I got a question. Um. Maybe it'll air by the time this drops. Van Halen show next week? I think we probably could. Yeah. Maybe Hopper. even tomorrow. Hopper, text us. I can't do it tomorrow. Hopper, text you, us. You want to do it Sunday? Uh, Sunday's not good either. How about Monday? How about Monday? I could do, I could do it Monday. Hopper, All right. Doc and I can do it, but let's confirm that. Like, Let's remind us on... What he's trying Sunday. to say, Harper, is when we text you, try to answer it back. All right. Okay. He's he's pussyfooting around, but that's what he told me before we started it. He's some bitch. Let me just cut through the crap. Yeah. Well, All right, let's we get hope, out of here. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Long episode. We hope you had a uh, had a great Christmas and a happy New Year. No New Year, new me. As we close out 2020. Just fucking be nice to each other. It ain't that hard. Stop you ain't being a heel, an asshole. You ain't a heel in territory wrestling. Be nice. Yeah, just just be nice. I mean, I'll even be nice to Tommy Rich. There you go. Ever again. By the way, he never made it to Texas. Remember when he said nah, he was Nah, he got lost. Yeah, he got lost. I guess the, the powder trail of cocaine. He got lost in Tennessee. Oklahoma There's a country song. I tried to make it to Texas. I got lost in Tennessee. All right, Hopper, do us do us the honor. Hit that tagline. Let's go. Book it, bitch.